and welcome to another podcast by Touchstone Financial Education. My name is Elliot. I'm the chief content creator here, as well as podcast and video host. Today, we're going to be talking about when to sell a position, in particular, a stock, a mutual fund, or an exchange-traded fund, of course, also called an ETF. But before we do that, I'd like to take care of a little bit of business. Thank you for all my listeners for the last couple of years. Thank you to all you new viewers and listeners. We do appreciate the audience. And by the way, we try to structure these things around what you guys want. So if you go to our website, touchstonefinancialeducation.com, you can drop us an email with any questions you might have. Also take a look at our classes page. Having a lot of fun teaching those. They're very interactive. If you have questions on those as well, please let us know. And I'll tell you, we do not inundate you guys with a bunch of emails because I hate that too. You sign up for something and you get 10 emails a day. No good. We will respond to your email within 24 hours. We only send out a quarterly report. That's it. So whatever questions you might have, please ask away. We're not going to inundate you or hound you forever. That's not in our interest. And of course, I know you probably don't like it either. Now, I'd like to talk about the last podcast that I did, beginning of the year, looking at IRA or individual retirement account, as well as contributions to your employer account, your 401k, your 403b, your 457b, whatever it is. The IRA, the individual retirement account contribution limit for 24 is $7,000. Now, if you're 50 and above, you get to add an additional $1,000 to that. It's called a catch-up provision. For your employer-sponsored plan, that's $23,000 a year maximum contribution. And if you're 50 or older, that's going to be another $7,500. Again, that's your 401k, your 403b, your 457, and if you're a federal employee, that's your TSP. Okay. Go back, please watch the previous podcast, get a little more detail on those, but that's where we are today. That's just a short review. Also discussed Bitcoin ETFs. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. It's just that Bitcoin is increasing in value. It's becoming more normalized and we're going to see a lot more exchange traded funds in and around cryptocurrencies through this year and into next year. So throughout this year, I'll be discussing that in a little more detail. And that was basically the last podcast. Now, for those of you who are new to following me, hopefully you're following me or watching me on YouTube as well as Facebook, you know what? Please like, subscribe, share, and follow. We truly appreciate it because with the number of hits we get, we know where we'd like to take these podcasts and videos. So reach out again. We're not going to inundate you with any emails and offers, etc. So please take time out of your busy schedule to go ahead, like, follow, excuse me, subscribe and share. Anyway, let's get to it. So today we're talking about when to sell a position. We are in the midst of earnings season and earnings have been coming back great, whether it be tech, consumer discretionary. There's so many different sectors that we're seeing an uptick in earnings report, even energy. There's a lot of merger and acquisition activity going on in energy. So right now is a great time 
to continue investing. And of course, for you newbies, please start investing as soon as possible. The markets are doing well and will continue to do well. But here's the thing, we all can put money to work. The question is, when do we sell it? When do we pull the trigger to get out of the position? Well, I'm gonna start with the funds because that's the easiest, right? Your ETFs and your mutual funds. Now, usually that's what we use in our employer-sponsored plan, maybe in our IRA, but also our taxable accounts. We don't wanna change these too often. You know, you wanna take a look at your asset allocation, meaning the number or types of funds that you have in these accounts, at least a good couple times a year, but that doesn't mean you have to change them. As we get older, we wanna take a little risk off the table. So in that, we wanna go ahead and change out those funds. But before we do, we wanna evaluate them. Well, how do we do that? Logging into your platform is the best way. I've said that through all of these videos. You go, log in, go to a Morningstar page or maybe Zacks, which is another mutual fund, or I should say fund uh, evaluation service, and take a look at how well your fund is performing, first of all. Then you wanna compare that fund to how other funds are doing in its sector uh, or, like, or like funds, meaning if you have a growth fund, how are other growth funds doing? If you have a bioscience fund, how are other bioscience funds doing? Because that'll tell you where you stand relative to the market with your performance as well as where other funds are performing. And that's really about it on the fund side. I don't wanna to spend too much time here because I hope you're not moving in and out of funds that quickly. They are long-term investment vehicles, so let's go ahead and keep it that way. But I would say this though, like I said at the top, the older we get, the less risk we wanna take. So when you change up that allocation, keep that in mind. Again, every maybe one to two years, no more than that. So now on to the more sophisticated stuff, the stock picking. Anybody can buy a stock. As a matter of fact, you look at the commercials, you look at the banner ads online, they all tout the best trading services, et cetera. But how do you use those metrics to know when to sell? Believe it or not, it's much more simple and plain than some of these advertisements will have you believe, okay? So let's take your stock. Any stock today will do NVIDIA, ExxonMobil, Chevron, Tesla, whatever you may have, the evaluation for the most part is going to be the same. So we take your stock, we think about how long you've held it, what has been its performance during the time you've held it, how are other stocks that are similar to it performing. So for example, if you have NVIDIA, we want to compare that to other chip stocks like TSM or Taiwan Semiconductor, AMD, Intel, Samsung, so on and so forth. So how are those other stocks performing? What are analysts saying about it? So this is more of a fundamental approach, meaning how well is the company doing financially? And the analysts will tell you, and they'll put out a buy rating, an outperform rating, a hold, a sell, whatever the case may be, take a look at those because those do count in the long run. So we wanna take a look at analyst report, we wanna take a look at earnings, and we wanna take a look at your performance relative to other stocks. Now, let's say you bought a stock at $10, and now it's trading, I don't know, 15 bucks a share. You've made some money, it's been about a year, maybe a little bit longer. I think I need to take some money off the table. 
Okay, great. Well, you could go in and place an order to sell your stock, get rid of the position, sure. But what if the stock is still running? What if the stock still has good analyst reports and good earnings per share? Well, you don't have to sell the entire position. You can sell off a portion of it. And here's what I like. Take a look at how much you invested in the stock. What's your cost basis? Let's say it's $5,000, okay? And now we're at $11,000 total. So you've made some good money in the position. Well, instead of selling off all $11,000, you can sell, let's say, the profit of $6,000, keeping the cost basis of five grand worth of whatever you bought, all right? So you've taken the risk, you've made some money, now you're looking to potentially diversify. Well, how do we go ahead and set that order up? There's a couple ways we can do this, or I should say there's a couple ways I'm going to focus on today. The first being a market order. That's easy. That all, all that means is you go in, click, click, you sold the position, you're done. But if you still feel there is room for the stock to grow, you still think there's a whole lot of upside, but you want to protect yourself, use what's called a stop loss order. And what that means is instead of selling it right away immediately, you're going to set up an order that will sell it at a specific price within a time frame that you choose. And the way we choose that time frame is once you're on your order page, go to, you know, keep the order open for a week. Some platforms will have a week, a few weeks, whatever. I like good till canceled or GTC. So let's take our example once again. Bought a stock at 10, rose to 15, 16 bucks a share. We're going to sell off the profit using a stop loss order. So we go in, we put the ticker symbol in, what we're going to sell, how many shares we're going to sell it. We're going to choose the price at which we want to sell. So for example, if the stock is at 16 and not 15, we're thinking, hmm, it's time to let it go. Maybe we'll choose the price point of $15 per share to let it go, right? So we're going to sell it at 15. So when you set that order up, you put in stop loss, you put in good till canceled, and you put in $15 a share. So that if the stock comes down to 15, your order will get executed. And the reason why I like these is because it takes the emotional infusion. It takes that butterfly thing that goes on that you get when you're either trying to buy or sell a position because we all ask ourselves, I don't care if you've been doing this a week or 30 years, we ask ourselves, is it gonna run higher? Should I keep it just a little bit longer? Well, that's the demise of most amateur investors. Some sophisticated investors can do it, but for the most part, we all fall victim to holding on a stock for too long and the stop loss order prevents that. It takes the emotional component out of it. Now, here's the nice thing. You can always go back in and cancel that stop loss order so that as the stock continues to climb, you can reset it. So let's say we bought it at 10, it's trading at 15, 16. We're gonna go ahead and put that stop loss in, but guess what? Earnings are great, people love the stock like an NVIDIA, like an AMD, like a Palantir, like Riot, which all of these stocks I've spoken about before in these podcasts and videos. But let's say it keeps rising and rising and rising. Along the way, as it's going higher, you go in and reset the price point at which you wanna sell. So you get to go higher and higher without seeing an erosion of your profits. Cause you don't wanna wake up one morning log into your account and find that your stock is down 30% and you didn't execute that order. 
you'll be proud of yourself and you'll feel good about using that stop loss because you would have kept your money. And again, you can always cancel them and set them higher and higher. So we bought it at 10, it's at 15, 16, it rose to 22. All right, well, we're gonna go in and reset that stop loss at let's say 20, whatever the case may be, wherever you feel comfortable, but always lock in that profit, especially after the run that we've had in the market. Now, if it sells off, that's okay because in today's environment, the market's doing well, the economy is doing well. All it probably means is that there's gonna be a little bit of profit taking along the way. People are adjusting their portfolios and you should do the same. So position yourself to not lose profit, to not let a profitable position become a loss and you should do just fine. Now let me circle back to funds real quick, just because again, we don't have to watch them as often, but I do recommend, you know, at least quarterly guys, um, if not a couple of times a year at a minimum. And we don't have to change those funds very often, but if you have very specific funds, we call them sector funds and you're in technology or you're invested in India or you're in energy, Take a look at that performance relative to other funds. Take a look at what's going on in the marketplace. Take a look at your overall asset allocation and ask yourself, is it time to take some profit off the table? And with a fund position, mutual fund or ETF, you might have to do that once a year, maybe once every couple of years, okay? Now, this doesn't mean that if the market dips, we gotta run for the hills. No, we might end up adding to our position but we take advantage of the opportunity to evaluate, to potentially sell, to not let that profit become a loss. That's how we trade funds or invest through funds. Because remember, they are long-term investments. Now, if you are doing fund selling, stock selling in your IRA, that's all right, because there's no taxation involved. So you don't have to worry about that, right? If you're doing this kind of selling in your brokerage account, just be aware that there are capital gains taxes you will have to pay. If you held the position a year or longer, then it's gonna be 15%. That's it straight away, no fuss, no muss. If you are selling a position you held less than a year, then you are subject to long-term capital gains and that'll be your income tax bracket. So it's pretty straightforward. Nobody likes to pay taxes, we all like to make money, but in the event that you do have to sell, consider taxation, but know that you are paying taxes because you made money and congratulate yourselves. That's all I wanted to say for today, and let me circle back to one last thing I said at the top. Again, we'll email you back if you have any questions, so you go to touchstonefinancialeducation.com. We're not gonna inundate you with a bunch of emails. Ask about the classes, ask about the consults. Maybe you have a group of friends that wanna to put together a class for yourselves. Please let us know, because we can structure something around you and your group and where you are on the learning curve about retirement and investing. Also, please go to our YouTube channel, as well as now to Facebook. And like I said at the top, please like, follow, share, and subscribe. And I hope to hear from more of you soon. Once again, thank you to all of our long-term listeners as well as you new folks. Talk to you in the next couple of weeks.